Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to a Monday, June 5th, 2023. Double feature here on the Chase Thomas Podcast, the Chase Thomas Podcast Network. Yeah, we're not done. We've also got Preds Power Hour. Save this for a little bit. Um, but wanted to get this out to you guys here on this Monday afternoon for the afternoon drive, folks, if that is you. So um, thank you for tuning in to uh, part two here. Part one, sports reporters who've indeed reassembled biggest stories in sports this week on this very feed, too. So if you missed that, uh, after you listen to Preds Power with Brian Bastin and Jeff Middleton, just uh, hop on over in this very feed. It's right there. Easy to check out as well. But on this edition of Preds Power Hour, with on the Vortex, Brian Baston and Flames Nation's Jeff Middleton. We talked, you guessed it, the new hire, Andrew Burnett, uh, with the Preds, making him the fourth uh, Preds head coach in franchise history. Uh, our takes on whether or not this is a good hire, uh, what to expect uh, from him in this particular role. Um, we also talked about uh, some other hires around the NHL because there were a lot of hires like Mike Babcock. Uh, could John Hines immediately get picked up? By the Rangers, we talked about uh, the Stanley Cup final, ratings, um, little P.K. Subban, too. We talked about uh, the Admirals run, uh, Kamel, oh, man, been amazing for uh, Milwaukee down the stretch here. So uh, a lot, a lot of fun talking all things Preds and a big hire and just a lot of a lot of positivity um, about the direction of the franchise going forward and where uh, the Preds might be heading um, here. Uh, over the next couple of years, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty fun. So we outlined all of that here on today's edition of Preds Power Hour, a Nashville Predators podcast here on the Chase Thomas Podcast. Um, don't forget, folks, if you uh, are not already and you're listening for the first time, thank you. But make sure you hit that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player so you never miss an episode of this daily, daily national sports show out here in East Tennessee, Knoxville. Um, Good old Rocky Top because, yeah, everything's good right now at Everything School HQ. Can't complain. Tennessee baseball advancing um, here to the Super Regionals, and we'll see if they host 
as we speak with Southern Miss and Penn still going at it. Um, but there you go. Uh, as always, if you are already a subscriber, uh, make sure that you uh, leave this show a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if that is indeed how you are listening. It helps other people find the show, and it helps this very show continue to grow and if you would prefer to watch this very show guess what we got you covered on the youtube front oh yeah full episodes clips shorts all that good stuff on our youtube channel youtube.com slash chase thomas podcast like and subscribe there as we're inching ever so closely to that thousand subscriber number that could be you today so do that today that'd be awesome if watching pods is your thing as well all right, Uncle Darren, let's Chase go. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, Fred's Power Hour. You heard it here on a Sunday morning. A uh, little different time, but we had to make sure that Jeff Middleton and Brian Baston could both be here at the same time on this very show, Preds Power Hour, because there is so much Pred stuff that we got to get to. The Preds. Uh, just they've been busy over the last yeah. week and i mean this is this is gonna be a fun show and i think uh i'm i'm very interested to get the the perspective after we've had a couple days to let the new hires and the new direction of the team to kind of resonate and settle uh for a little bit but to do all of those things uh that means brian baston of on the four check is here brian good morning how are you i'm doing fantastic yeah it's been uh it's been a week. Um, one of those, I had a couple days where I was doing two jobs at once, taking my lunch break from one to run across the uh, across town to get to the arena. And no, it's been fun. I, I think I've just discovered that the hockey season's never going to end for me, and that's fine. I'll take it. No, no, it's not going to end. The, the Admirals, uh, John Hines, uh, Barry Trot, quotes everywhere. Joachim Kamal, like there's just so many things that's going to keep you from actually fully um, getting oh, away from No hockey. vacation, no vacation. No, no vacation, but also here, uh, the Miami Red Hawk himself, uh, yeah. Jeff Middleton. <laughs> Jeff, good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Feeling, it's good to be back. It's been a minute, so I'm excited to be here. That's right. There you go. Um, well, we need to start things off here. Um, the Predators, it, it's kind of wild to see like certain like lower, uh, just like fourth coach in franchise history. You're like they've been around like in you. It's just weird because you're like, there's just so much consistency and not a lot of turnover uh, with this administration. Um, well, with this just team, this franchise over the course of uh, their history here in Nashville. And they made a coaching hire. And it was we wondered for the last few weeks whether it was going to be Carl Taylor. Um, who's done an excellent job at Milwaukee, although Brian, um, as he's pointed out on Twitter, would like us to uh, downplay that and say, really? is it? He's been fine. Yeah, he's been fine. He's not someone that any team should want to uh, hire at any point in the foreseeable future. Um, no. It's really just a niche thing that he's got working in Milwaukee. Oh, so yeah. I, would, I would stay away uh, <laughs> on that front. But Brian, what did you make of the Andrew Burnett hire to become the fourth head coach in Predators history this week. Yeah. Um, so I was a little surprised. And I will say the reason I was surprised was I had about a week and a half before it happened, I had heard that they were doing interviews. Um, I was asked not to talk about it, and I didn't, mm-hmm. although it made me an anxious mess all, all that whole week and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, according to somebody... Um, Heinz is knew basically that he was out probably a couple of weeks before the season ended. He was kind of preparing for that. 
Um, he knew that it was not going to be very likely that he was going to be brought back. And I think, um, you know, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but we can see that, I guess, just how quickly he was requested for other jobs after the announcement was made. But the other thing I heard, which was, you know, not correct, was that I did hear that they were going, they were taking a long, hard look at Andrew Brunette. Um, but from what I had heard, it might have been a long shot, um, but I was wrong there. So, um, you know, Nashville um, made that move and, you know, it came, the timing was pretty interesting just for the fact that earlier that morning, um, Washington had hired their coach moving on from Peter LaViolette. Um, and, and, you know, the Spencer Carberry is an excellent, excellent coach. Uh, I think they, they really did make a home run hire and he was actually one of the three finalists for the Predators job with uh, brunette and Milwaukee coach, Carl Taylor. Um, you know, brunette is an interesting, interesting guy. Um, he's, you know, doesn't have a ton of experience as head coach, but you know, as we've said on the show before, you know, it's nice to see that sometimes, um, you know, in the experience he, he does have, um, he took over for Joel Quinville, who, which we'll talk about this again too, will probably be back in the NHL very soon just because, but um, he took over that year um, with the Florida Panthers and took them to, I mean, what was it, 58, 13, and 6, I believe was his record with the Panthers. I mean, just an incredible run. And, you know, that speaks a lot because as a coach, when you come into a situation, Quinville had re- basically been forced out, resigned, um, you know, the team was a little bit directionless and brunette stepped in and, you know, had a fantastic season. And, you know, in any other year, I would say they made a mistake by not hiring him full time. But as we see, the Panthers are in the Stanley cup finals. So, you know, what do I know? Right. Um, but it's, it's going to be really good. I like the hire a whole lot. Um, he was, uh, you know, fun trivia fact, which got repeated a thousand times. Uh, Andrew brunette is the first predators goal scorer in franchise history. So, you know, it, that's, that's pretty cool. I, I I was a little worried at times because it's like oh this is we're having a very you know kind of like nepotism style hiring process but you know again like he was an Atlanta Thrasher longer than he was a Predator so you know that's right yeah you know, uh, we respect the Atlanta Thrashers on this podcast mm-hmm. um, but yeah but he played 1,100 games um, in his NHL career uh, and as they as they mentioned in his press conference um, played at every level ECHL AHL. Um, you know, in fact, somebody asked him as a player, you know, what was it like to score that first goal in Predator history? And I believe his exact words were, like everything I do, very slow. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, 75 games with the Panthers, um, won the President's Trophy, which was really good, coached 10 playoff games, um, and for whatever reason, did not win the Jack Adams that year, um, finishing behind Daryl Sutter. Thank <laughs> 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 you, Jeff. <laughs> And so I, I get it, but I, I, I can't, I can't. Yeah. But <laughs> before I, before I go too more deep into the rest of it, Jeff, what, what were your thoughts on this? Um, I mean, I like it. I, I mean, I'd been calling for Calgary to hire Andrew Burnett. Um, he was my top choice just in general. I think he was my top guy on the market. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's great. I think they're, they're moving in a direction, especially with, their draft philosophy where it's speed possession hard four check you know you, you once you lose the puck you're going to get it back as soon as you can um and with as as much effort as you can all the time and you know it, it's it's proven to work like the 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 florida panthers when he was there they played that kind of that style of hockey granted they had a better roster 
I would argue than this <laughs> yeah, current Predators team. So but <laughs> but like, you know, it, it's it's not. I don't really care about that. It's 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 the you know the process to get the results right. Like I don't if they if they if their process is how the Panthers played, but they lose like however many games. Like I don't care, and I don't think anybody should because that's where they are right now. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think. I think this. I think this Preds team, with the direction it's going, with all these young players, I think you know, there's a lot to be excited for because this style of hockey plays into the kind of style of hockey that the young kids want to play today. They don't want to play, you know, bruising. You know, you're going to be put on the fourth line if you're not hitting people right or whatever, like John Hines style hockey, like you know, floating around the defensive zone with no assignment, where to go, where to be like, it's just, it's, it doesn't work. And, and, you know, Brunette is a very, he he coaches run and gun and that's, that's a lot of fun. So this team is, is going to be fast. They're going to have the puck a lot, or at least the goal is to be fast and have the puck a lot. And uh, from what it sounds like, they're going to be drafting guys who are also really good at being fast and, having the puck a lot. So I'm, I'm a huge fan. I got to say, it's interesting. A guy who started his career in Tennessee, then got really well known for his time in Florida and has a run and gun style offense. Huh? Hmm. Interesting. Mm. And is there, I wonder if there's a high school football stadium in East Tennessee named after this guy. I'm talking Mm. about Steve Spurrier, by the way, Yeah. a Mm. man who I was raised to hate and could not do anything other than love him as I got older because man, it's that's the kind of guy like I'd love to see a Steve Spurrier coach in the NHL, somebody who just openly talks crap, you know, in press conferences. Just that would be something great. But Brunette's such a great hire. I mean, I, and I, I don't want to go too too deep into kind of what I've heard because it's coming out as an article tomorrow. Okay. Um, but I had a few people familiar with Brunette, his system, um, his time in Florida, his time in New Jersey, uh, kind of give me some feedback on on Brunette. And I think the one thing that really stuck out to me, um, a couple people said that, including uh, Shana Goldman, which, again, I'm going to brag about getting her for this one. Um, and Colby, our boy, Jeff, our boy Colby guy, who's doing a fantastic job covering the Panthers right now. He's a little busy mm-hmm. talking to us. Uh, <laughs> but I think one of the things they said is like, he does not like to dump the puck into the zone. And I I got the vapor. Praise Jesus. Oh my, yeah. Praise yes. Jesus. In fact, Thank you, Lord. Thank fact, you. Jeff, and, and I don't know if Kate's ever going to hear this, but I think in honor of that, we are going to change the name of our links posts on the website. It is not, I don't think we should no longer call it the uh, the. I, they, I agree. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and they said that in the, in the press conference too. He's like, he's not interested in just dumping the puck in. And like the urge to stand up and hug him at that moment would have been incredibly. I would feel, I would feel so many emotions sitting there. I just, I don't know what I do with myself. I'd start freaking out. I'd be like, are you guys hearing this? You're hearing this, right? This is (laughs) excellent. I mean, I mean, talking about, you know, and again, we, we did, you know, I, I, we asked him a bunch of questions at the end of one of the things was asking, you know, what his plan was to draft. And he gave a very good answer, which I'm glad he said this and out in public is that, the coach is not going to have very much to do with what happens at the draft. It's just, you know, he's going to be there to consult, but I mean, it's been that way. I imagine it's that way for most NHL teams. Um, but, you know, uh, trots, you know, did say he's like, we've got all these picks, you know, we don't have to go for like, we don't have to fill need because the whole team is need right now. So you can kind of start looking at maybe the three words I love the most when it's draft season. That's 
best player available so yes. yeah yes, yes, yes. let's get us some let's get us some snipers we may not need too many i don't know depending on on if uh, Joachim kamel you know can cool down at some point which he hasn't done um but it's gonna be really cool and uh, i said we'll say my only concern is a little bit is that i don't think that nashville's in a good position to take like an elite defenseman but I'm also not going to doubt the Predators in finding an elite defenseman that's not like a top 10 pick. So I think they can be okay with that. Um, I was going to say their best defenseman ever was a second round pick. So I think, I think we can, I think we can, you know, temper ex, temper expectations for picking defensemen in the first round. If they don't, I'm not too worried about it. I think, especially considering their drafts have been pretty good recently. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's like been, that's been fantastic. Yeah, I don't think people realize that. I don't think a lot of people realize that their drafts have actually been very, very good compared to the average. Like, it could be way worse. They've been really good for like the last four years or whatever. Since they drafted Tomasino, I thought they've been really good. I mean, yeah, I mean, I. It's been a couple years since Eric's been like upset after a draft, and I, mm-hmm. that's I, I use Eric as my guidepost for pretty much everything Same when it here. comes to Same the draft. Here. So, <laughs> but bef- I, I think before we go on from Brunette, there is one thing we do have to address, and it's something that um, I was actually pretty happy with how it got a, it did get addressed the last week, um, but it was just well, I guess a month and a half ago. Um, Mandrew Brunette had a little incident with the law up in New Jersey. Um, yeah. He was driving, which again, I, it, it seems a little odd because this is technically the like the the, the official sport of the state of Florida. Um, but you know, he's driving a golf cart, pretty drunk, and then tried to pull out the. Do you know that was you? funny? And which is funny because I will give I will give I don't do this often, but I will give this officer credit. And he says like he's like oh the Panthers. He's like. Yeah, I don't know who you are, and it it I don't know I don't care. Like it doesn't matter. Like, I can't yeah. do anything about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know, again, like people I've talked to are not super concerned. He was very forthcoming. They asked him um, after the after the the press conference uh, on one two five the game. They asked him about that, and he you know expressed his you know obvious regret um, over this because that's not a it can happen to a lot of people, and um, you know. And I would, I kind of, I thought that's why he was going being considered a long shot, um, but I, you know, he he dressed that very well. Things happen. This guy has had a pretty good career as far as you know. There's not much dirt on him, you know. I've I've looked. <laughs> there's that one, which is no by by no means, you know, not something that's not significant, but you know, also in the world of hockey, driving drunk on a golf cart is. As about as innocent as you can get if you're going to do something wrong. Um, I was going to say you want to see that you go to the golf course in Florida. That's uh-huh. yeah. That's you know what else? That's, is that's just pretty. Like, it's casual. not a recurring thing, right? It's an isolated event, which is the the bigger thing here, mm-hmm. where it's not a pattern of behavior. It doesn't yeah. seem like. Um, um but yeah. I I spin this to you, Jeff, for a second here before we get off this, because you wrote a really good piece on onthefourcheck.com that people can go read uh, yes, outlining did. why Preds fans should be excited about this hire. If you had to pull one, the most interesting nugget from your findings as to why uh, Preds fans should be so excited, what would it be? Um, I mean, there was there was a lot that I, that I didn't put in there. Um, I, I thought the... Excuse me, as your as as one of your editors, um, why no? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's there's a time and a place to, to be <laughs> bogged down by pretty pretty charts and numbers and things, but That's there's 
No, that's true. At <laughs> least in, for us, it is. For us, it's all the time. But <laughs> all right, um, continue. I'll show no, you. You're, you're, you're all good. <laughs> uh, so I think I don't know that there was a, a, a chart that was in there um, from Hockey Viz. Micah Blake McCurdy is really good at his job, um, despite what the Dallas Stars Twitter admin might say. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and it was it showed that the the way his system plays when like the score is different, like it's when they're up one, up two, up three, whatever. Um, and in different, you know, game scenarios, like the first, second, third period and stuff like that. Um, and I think the most interesting part of that was it was all in the fun category of the chart, which was like high event, high event, high event, high event. Like you're not like, you're getting tons and tons of goals or expected goals for, and you're giving up tons of expected goals against. So, you know, there's a, there's a commitment to offense and there's not as much of a commitment to defense. Um, I thought that one was interesting. And then there, I think the other one that I loved was um, just the separation between the Panthers last season and everyone else in controlled zone entries uh with um scoring chances for like mm. it was controlled zone entries yes yeah yeah i know i know i just oh, oh makes uh, i just get i get a tingly feeling when i talk about it <laughs> but but yeah no i that that one like it was it was like uh you know it was like it was like matthew barzal like two years ago when he was destroying everyone, even Roman Yossi in transition, like, you know, he had, <laughs> they were all kind of like Corey had to expand the chart for how well he does in transition. And that was kind of what happened with the Panthers. Um, they were just so much better than everyone in those two stats. Like it was just, it's insane. So Thank I think you. that, I, I yeah. know. I, I think, I think that one was, I think that one was probably my favorite one, but I think the most interesting was just how, you know, nothing really changes when, when, uh, when things happen, like when you, when the, when the Panthers went up one, nothing really changed. They were slightly less fun, but still they were giving, they were doing like three expected goals for, so it doesn't, you know. Right. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, a, I mean, it's miles different again. I'll give credit to John Hines because he he sits right in the middle of the spectrum. But you have a guy like Brunette who is an aggressive coach. Like they're they're going to be a team that continues to put on pressure. Um, it is something that's really good. Like the thought of being able to watch a team and be like, oh, you know, we can just hold them under two goals. Like Nashville can pull this off. And now it's just like outscore the other guys. And you know, that's again, there's there's problems with that too. But they still have Roman Yossi. They still have Alex Carrier. Um, God, that defense core is just completely torn apart, huh? Um, and but I mean, it's going to be great. You get guys like 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 Jeff is saying, guys that especially in transition. You know, this this has been a team that's been a you know heavy forechecking, um, you know dump dump and chase type of team. When you have maybe two of the top ten players in the NHL at, at controlled uh, entries and exits uh, in Roman Yossi and Matt Duchesne. I mean, now they can fully utilize guys like this. The days of, uh, well, old school Matias Ekholm in the PK Subban days of having a defenseman wait in the uh, wait behind the net until another you know 
more mobile defensemen can come and take the puck out. Like, I think that might be done. Um, even Ekholm was doing that, you know, before he was traded. And so, you know, it's, it's, I'm very excited. I will say this. I'm not going to spoil too much more of the article for tomorrow. Uh, one of the things was I asked, you know, these guys, if, if he had any guys, you know, his guys that he may look to sign to bring in. And unfortunately, uh, one one player was mentioned by two different people in that um, a a guy who is known as a as a bigger guy who can play pretty well on the penalty kill, um, a familiar face in Eric Halla, and um, I'm good um, just because and again like Eric Halla is what everybody thought Cole Smith was this year like <laughs> like I would. I'd rather play Cole Smith, to be honest. Um, he's not very good, but it's that that's that type of guy. I mean, he got he he's coached guys like you know Koivu in Minnesota, Barkov, Hishir, like uh, Barzal. I mean, just guys. And uh, speaking of Barzal, again, talk about my dream of having him play alongside Philip Forsberg. Uh, he's a good second choice behind. Um, oh, who's that player I like so much, Chase? Oh, uh, Mr. Rodriguez. That's right. Put it on the mm-hmm. counter. Okay. Cont- uh, but yeah, so I mean, it's going to be interesting. They've got a lot of options. There's some cap room, a lot of picks. I still think, especially now, I think that some picks are going to get packaged for something during the draft. I, I, I really do think they're not going to make 13 picks. And I think that's probably fine because, yeah, this isn't like the N- NFL where you're getting these guys and they're all jumping in to per- participate immediately. Um, I think they've got a chance to maybe snag somebody who could do that, but I don't think they will. Um, or they could, you know, as, as several people on Twitter have very, you know, very seriously and meticulously mentioned to me, just, just pull a Mike Ditka, just trade the entire draft so you can get that first pick. Cause I mean, it might not end up like Ricky Williams. Who knows? <laughs> but you know, I don't think that's going to happen. I yeah. don't think they could they could package thirteen picks and UC Saros and get that number one. And no it's, way. No and, way. And if there's only one silver lining to that team up north having the first overall pick, is that I can confidently tell Preds fans like Nashville's not trading into the first pick. That's not going to happen. Yeah, not not in their own barn. They're not going to let that happen. No, I mean, you're yeah. not gonna let that happen. Yeah, they, so it's 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 mind games. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, uh, overall though, I I love this hire for Andrew Burnett, and, and we'll go into here in a minute as to why. I mean, it's not just a I love this just for Nashville, even though everybody who I spoke with was like, this is a really really great hire. Uh, I think you know they brought in three incredible candidates: Andrew Burnett, Carberry from Washington, again a fantastic coach i think mm. i'll be honest i i think i liked him more than i like brunette but again i couldn't talk to anybody about it and so i couldn't get confirmation there really but and then and then carl taylor you know these are the three guys that you know carl taylor had the interview on zoom um right after he'd gotten off the plane to go to coachella valley for games three and four i mean so they were just kind of like, we have to, you know, he's got a job to do. You know, he, mm-hmm. he's just like, yeah, we'll do this interview. I mean, but I'm kind of in the middle of something. But so I just credit to Barry Trotz. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's had only a handful of things that he's done. And I think now he's technically the GM, right? Was it June 1st? Or was it July 1st? I think it's his show now, right? I thought it was June. Uh, let me look. Uh, I, I mean, want to say it's because Poyle didn't say pretty much anything at the press conference. I remember correctly. He was there, and he. Yeah, was... I, I did see someone say something about him not getting 
like asked any questions. Oh, it's July first. Yeah, July first. But I mean, okay. hey, I think he, the only thing yeah. he did mention was is like, I think the fact that like he feels pretty comfortable about the fact that now he can go on a long vacation after <laughs> after the time's up. Now I think he's like everything seems pretty good now. Um, so yeah, I, I I'm I'm a huge fan of, of of the hire, and Predators fans should be really excited. I think I said in a, in a tweet last week, like I don't want to be that guy that hangs the off season champions banner. And I know banner is a kind of a trigger phrase for a lot of people in Nashville, but uh, I mean, I'll do it. I, I will. I don't, I was said like, I, I don't want to, I, I do kind of want to, it's been a fantastic off season. That's not something I've said. I think, I think there's a lot of time left for them to screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there's a lot of time left. Although granted he did, Barry trust did say that he's not going to be a huge player in the free agent market. So technically that's one, one event off of the, off of the list. But I will say this. They're doing a whole lot better than a lot of other teams that are looking for coaches. Oh right yes, Columbus. <sighs> God, Jeff, you want to take this one? <laughs> I will take this one gladly. Uh, yeah, Mike Babcock sucks, and he shouldn't <laughs> be in the NHL anymore. That's kind of it. You I, ever, I, you, <laughs> you ever been back back behind like a restaurant or something? And like for whatever reason, the dumpster that's behind the, the thing has like this water that's seeping out of it, and it just it smells yes. awful. That's mm-hmm. what the, that's what the Blue Jackets just hired as their head coach. So <laughs> he's, I feel and, I feel bad. Like uh, yeah, and should, again, if I feel bad, I, uh, Chase, how much do you know about Mike Babcock? Not as much as you two. Yeah, here's what I do. And this is players. the cool thing about covering uh, hockey with you guys, and like me just being more of a fan, where like I'm watching Preds, and I have uh, Vegas and Florida on this, uh, like the mini, the, the mini TV as I'm watching Tennessee come back, and uh, just oh, so in unbelievable fashion. Games. Both just, great games. Both great games, and they're happening simultaneously. So it was really great. But I get to look at it as just like I don't have the background that y'all do so it's just like i enjoy it i'm like oh wow it seems like a lot of people really hate this hire oh it seems like a lot of smart people that i read every day really hate this hire that's never good you never want to get the immediate backlash to the hire where it's like woof. there babcock is the immediate wolf of this this uh cycle it feels like across the the nhl oh there's plenty more but yeah <laughs> i mean they, yeah they i mean they needed to get rid of brad larson that was obvious but like I have a buddy who's a who's a Columbus yeah. fan. I, he, I have a buddy who's a Columbus fan, and he didn't like him. I don't think anybody really liked him, but they were also bad. So I don't know. But I think this I think this hire is is bad for a lot of reasons. One, I, I don't. I mean, I don't think Babcock's a very good coach. I don't. I don't think no. he. I don't think he's a very good coach. I think he coached teams where they had like four Hall of Famers, five Hall of Famers. Like, yeah, I'm sh- my grandma could coach the 2008 Red Wings. Like. That's not that's not hard. They're you know, Nick Lidstrom, Pavel Datsu, Kendrick Zetterberg. Like these guys, these guys are going to be good no matter who's behind the bench. And you know, same thing with the Canadian team that he coached, like Sidney Crosby, Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand. Like these guys, like they they're all Hall of Famers. Like they're not, you know, they're going to be good no matter who's the coach. They might play a little differently, but they're going to be good no matter what. And the fact that this guy who Chase, for the record, he mentally abused players. Um, uh, oh, yeah, let me give you some exa- some, some specific yeah. ones. One Johan um, Franzen. Yeah, that's talking about one. how he was he was just awful, like verbally like us like assaulted him, just basically to where he dreaded coming out to play hockey. And if like you know guys who play hockey, like 
for They're a guy the most to be competitive like, people. Oh, I ever. don't feel I don't feel comfortable going out there and being on the ice. You messed up if that's what it is. I mean, mm-hmm. but also like one of the things he did with Mitch Marner as a rookie is like he pulled him aside and told him he's like, I want you to rank everybody else on the team. I remember this. Yeah, how much effort they gave and then yeah. turned around and shared the list with the entire team in front of everybody like it's garbage. It's the NHL has especially a stuck in the past. And this guy's stuck even further back behind that. And he didn't play like he didn't play young guys either. Like it's not I mean, they hiring him for Columbus is really weird because he doesn't play young players as much as they should. Like he benched Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner in a game seven. Like I'm, 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 I'm not happy if I'm Johnny Goudreau or, Oh, I'm not Jack either. Or Zach Wierenski. Like it, it's just, it seems Wix. It just seems so like I've had a chance to talk to Columbus's GM. Uh, when I went to, to the analytics conference back a few years ago in the, in the before times um, before the pandemic, but he seemed like a really smart guy, but then again, I think he is. Yeah, I think he is, but, but Columbus has been all downhill since they, uh, since Allison uh, Lucan left. I just, I can't think of any other like connection other than, I mean, the, the woman just won an Emmy, which congratulations. Allison. I did see it that. Was, yeah, that was, was awesome. That is well deserved. She, hands down, I think maybe the best person covering the sport without, without, a doubt like there's nobody doing it better than her she's easily top three at the very least yeah at the very least yeah so i mean so this is it's not great and like you you know there's we we heard a whole lot more about this stuff but you know people were like well you know well teams he he did his time i mean the canadian media i'm not gonna say all canadian media but a lot of them started the mike babcock you know reunion tour the second he got fired because you know you got to protect their own even though those same people were very upset about the andrew brunette hire of you know because hurt feelings and such but it you i think the only reason that he wasn't hired before this is they were waiting for his maple leafs contract to go he had an eight-year contract and if they had hired him before the end of this eight month year contract for if, yeah any, any team that would have hired him they would have had to pay him that salary and now columbus said yeah that's that's the right option that's the best one and it's it's sad it's really I don't know. I and we'll talk about the Rangers here in a second, but you know, I didn't think that anybody was going to do worse than what the Rangers were are considering doing. And oh no, I was very wrong. I'd much <laughs> rather be a Rangers fan at this point than a Columbus fan. <laughs> yeah, um, which naturally brings us to the Rangers, where John Hines may not be out of work for very long. Um, I don't know what it is, but he's. <laughs> I, I hate to interrupt you, Chase, but I don't know what it is. But every time he gets fired, there's always somebody that's just, just ready to, like, not even like like a day after, like, because the Preds signed him like what two days after he was fired. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. yep do you I think he's him. like the ultimate? Like, we see this two across days after all Lobby sports where he reminds me kind of like the Doug Collins of <laughs> NHL coaches. <laughs> yeah. <where> <laughs> Where you're like, I, I love that Brian is old enough to get this because like Jeff, I don't think understands that reference. But like, no, I don't know. He Doug Collins was never going to be like the heck, like he was never going to be a Phil Jackson type. He was never going to be the all like just one of the league's best. Mm-hmm. But he also had this weird highish floor where you were like, we know we're going to be like a playoff team. We know that like the, he's going to get the defense to where it needs to be and over maximize like and just do what we need to do to get into the playoffs and make us some money like he Mm -hmm. he's a floor guy but 
you're like, he's probably not the guy who's going to get us to the NBA finals. Like John Hines is probably not the coach who's going to get you to the Stanley Cup final, but he's also just, it's hard to see him being bad. He's going to get way more. He's just going to yeah. find a way to get average. And you are unintentionally enough. giving me the best segue ever. And I'm so thankful for you right now, Chase, because the Rangers are looking at a couple of guys that you could describe like that. I think mm. you could describe John Hines like that. I think I have a little bit higher opinion. Um, again, I don't think he was taking this team to the to the finals or anything like that. But if you want to talk about a guy who is a coach that you absolutely can bring in to get your team back on the right track, um, you know, build up a semi decent foundation, and you know, just get you to the playoffs, they are interviewing another guy who's doing that and. Like, you know, like what we were talking about, that same guy is also a guy who will never take you much further than just getting into the playoffs because one of the other options for the New York Rangers is our friend Peter LaViolette. And um, <laughs> the best part about this is I had a uh, podcast for the, for the Rangers reach out and say, you know, hey, they they saw me basically clowning the Rangers for wanting to hire LaViolette. And they're like, can you come on and talk to us about this? Because we're very scared. Um, I was like, yeah, I can definitely do that. And then a couple days later, after Heinz was fired, they're like, oh yeah, he already get, he's been up there to interview for the Rangers job. They 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 DM me and they're like, um, help. <laughs> so you know, it's it's it's, it's also kind of awkward too, right? Where it's like we Preds fans have been, and we have talked about it on this program all year, where it just felt like the most NHL thing possible was Peter Laviolette replacing John Hines and this, this, this never ending cycle. So the two are just forever intertwined. It yeah, seems like it's, I will say this though, again, like. This seemed like this was going to be the worst coaching move that anybody was going to do. And it's by far not now anymore. Mm -hmm. And I do, you know, I joke. I mean, I say things about Lavi. Like he's a successful coach. He's taken three teams to the, the Stanley Cup finals, which I was about to say those I first three no one years. Man, that. Those first three years, those are fun years. And then it's yeah. the, the last the two or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's. I will say this. I am very much in favor of the Rangers bringing in a guy like Peter LaViolette. And no, it has nothing to do with the fact that I want to see what happens to Patrick Kane's career with this. But it's, I don't <laughs> think he's going back to New York. So, Oh, really? Mm -mm. Well, let's hope they both have a, they, they get to be together because I think that would be. I, I, I <laughs> like ends up in Dallas, right? Like, I think what's he that? ends up in Dallas or something, right? I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. But yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. I just saw that he, his his uh, I don't know if it was after their loss in Game Seven or if it was in exit interviews. But it, from what he was saying, it sounded like he wasn't coming back. Yeah, yeah. So, so and then, okay, I'm trying to think. Um, who am I missing? Who else has been hired? Or has anybody actually made a move yet? Um, Washington Gallant hasn't been hired. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not bringing him up. I learned my Woo! lesson. Time. Yeah, I got a, uh, I got, <laughs> it was actually kind of funny. I got, um, so I wrote an article about it at Flames Nation and uh, there were some people that thought I was being a little over, overkill. And I <laughs> didn't think so. I didn't think so. But the, but one of the comments was like, um, <laughs> it was like, you know, why, why is this writer uh, so concerned with the, with uh, having a old white, man who has experience at the helm of an nhl team i was like dude what are you talking about There's, <laughs> I, I i i don't care about what, what he looks like or how old he is i care about the way he thinks the game like i don't know that was just funny that's something that's gonna stick with me for a little bit yeah i mean i don't know how anybody like i don't think that there's if you read the article i didn't even say anything i was just like 
hey, maybe this isn't the right time. Like this is why you never I'd read the say, never read the comments, Jeff. I know, this is an I early know. journalism, uh, just little uh, experience that you need to notch down. Just don't go through the comments. Don't. <laughs> I don't know. So, sometimes it's okay because sometimes I go in there and be like, hey, it's not just my mom, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, that is nice. <laughs> I will say I I do get interaction, which is which is good, but that is good. Some yeah, of, some of it's a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I guess what? So what? The teams out there that are still looking for guys. So you obviously have the Rangers. Um, got your your fellows up north there in Canadian Texas and uh, Calgary. Um, I think I mean, of course, in you know uh, before game one last night, um, my favorite person in the world, Gary Bettman, uh, met with the media. And again, we just my favorite person, um, and just addressed probably like PR disaster after PR disaster in any other league that wasn't the NHL. Uh, talking about you know Quenville getting reinstated, meeting to get reinstated. I was about um, to say he he failed to acknowledge any problems with the NHL. And, and yeah, and I, every once in a while I go and dig up an editorial I wrote about four years ago, um, which was maybe the most like angry I've ever been writing something. I remember sitting at my office at work telling my boss like I'm taking lunch right now, and it was ten thirty, and just. <sighs> I mean, I'd never, I don't think I've ever written like 4,000 words as fast as I did that day because I was just pettiness and, and anger are really good motivators for writing. And I don't utilize it quite enough. Um, oh, that's, but, that's literally my entire. <laughs> wow. I don't know what that. Wow. Why is my Alexa going off? I don't know why. That's that was crazy. terrifying. It really yeah, was. No, I didn't know what that was. I oh. I didn't even say anything. But anyway. Uh, that's what I use. That's that, that's what I utilize most of the time is pettiness and and you know, just getting back at people that say dumb things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes it, it works. I, it does work. I have Bat and Alexa. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Batman and Alexa. It yes. It looks yeah. Like sorry. I was like, my name or password. Listen to that. Listen to that. What in the world? That's, that's crazy. It's incredible. Oh my uh, god! Now I know how to mess with you and record stuff. Now, um, <laughs> yeah. fantastic, dude. Yeah, like no. they, it can't even hear you. It would hear mm. me. I don't. I don't. I didn't say anything the first time. The second time I said something, but I didn't. I don't know. Anyway, that's sorry. That's yeah. weird. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, they're talking about guys like Quinville, and um, I'm, I'm forgetting the other guy that they talked about. Um, another scumbag. Uh, but I mean, just like the. The whole how they're handling the uh, Valerie Nichuska. Oh, Stan Bowman. Say, oh God, yes, Stan. Well, how how did I not forget? Like, how did I forget <laughs> him? Yes, uh, the person that was in charge of the cover up yeah. from that team up north. Um, and it's great because it's good to see that people when they in, people and organizations when they do bad things, um, they get punished for it, and they definitely don't get awarded the number one pick in the draft and the guys that were behind the massive cover-up are going to get welcome back into the league. Um, man, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm seconds away from starting just to, to go off, but maybe we'll save that for another show because Gary Bettman is a plague on this league and the NHL will be forever a, po a poverty league until this man is off the helm because, again, like they can't... I'm watching games with what, like... I don't know, lo no less than like 70 ads all over the ice and the boards and stuff. And they're like, yeah, we can't, we can't raise the salary cap by more than a million next year. I'm He's making it really easy for me to hate him when he puts the digital ads right where the Stanley cup final sh should be on the ice. 
Yeah, or, and that is the, the worst thing in the world. Yeah, the, the the sweaters for the Panthers is like it's in a really weird and spot. The, and the Knights. The Knights is, is also really bad. Yeah, but, but I, mean, like, I like Knights, I like it on the ice. Look, that's kind of their look though for the Knights. It's just if it looks gaudy and gaudy and overworked, yeah. they're they're down. It's for Vegas, that. Like, baby. I respect it. I re- I'm not gonna lie. I know people are gonna be mad. I'm 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 pulling for Vegas. I, I wanted to go to seven to benefit Ooh. our boy mm. our boy Col- Colby, but I don't know. They're fun. They took so much that year before the franchise started they had people in nashville working with nashville for a season and they were like this is the formula we're going to take what we're known for whether people like it or not and we're just gonna embrace it wholeheartedly you know nashville does that with you know the country music and all that stuff and whatever and they said yeah we're gonna be gaudy and so now they have actual knights out on the ice before games you know battling with swords and i mean it's it's kitsch but it's also like as the kids say, it's extremely my shit. So, you know, I I, I really do. I, I like that. I want to see them. They're a fun hockey team to watch. And uh, they haven't lost a playoff series since I uh, went to their arena. So, which is not, uh, I, not the same streak I have with the Predators, let me tell no. you. <laughs> I, had a, I had a passionate talk with my dad last night about the Vegas Golden Knights and their expansion rules and stuff like that. Let me Ooh. guess, Jeff, you're not on the same side as I am about this. I am idea. not. My I man. mean, I, I I, think, you know, I can understand. Why, like, at this point, I think it's less of a big deal. Like, I, I you know, Mark Stone and – Jack Eichel didn't come to them through the expansion draft. So Mark like, Stone's the best. I love Mark Stone. He's the man. I love I love him. He's he's so good. Um but yeah, like a lot of their, you know, and Aiden Hill's doing really good, who isn't he wasn't part of the expansion draft. Um Alex Petrangelo was a free agent. Uh, I still can't believe what... that that's the move is working out for them. I can't <laughs> believe that's working out. Like, I mean that's a relative term, but like they had to, you know, what? Like, can you play Monopoly and you like, you get to the point where you're like, I don't have money and you make up some house rules and yeah. you grab some, you grab some money from another board game and you're like, no, no, this will work. That's what they did for him. Like, mm-hmm. and I can't believe it hasn't blown up in their face yet. I mean, it was just like, are y'all serious that that's a movie you want? And they did it. And it's who am I to judge now? So. Yeah, I, I mean, I I think my thing is like I get it. Like I, I I understand why fans of you know former expansion teams that didn't get the same rules are upset. I understand because you know Vegas was in a better spot, um, but also this team now is a product of <clears throat> aggressive management, and I love that. It's great. Mm-hmm. They did. They you know they were forceful with their draft capital. They traded Peyton Krebs. They traded Nick Suzuki. Like these guys are gonna be good, and instead of that, they were like, "We're going to win now." And they got the right players. They got the right coach. Bruce Cassidy has done a great job. Mm-hmm. Like I think they've they've just you know, from every aspect, their management has done a really really good job. Yeah, and I gotta say, like these were guys that like the coaches, like guys that I was kind of wrong about. I didn't think Cassidy was gonna do well. I I did think that Paul Maurice was a better coach than what we saw in Winnipeg. Um, but, I, you know, I didn't think Pete DeBoer would be getting, you know, take the stars as far as he is because I still think Pete DeBoer is not a very good coach. But, you know, it's it, sometimes the retreads work, but I think that's only because our sample size is just, you know, every coaching hire ever. So, you know, yeah, sometimes you're bound to have some hits in there. But I, it's, it's, really, it's really cool to see. Um, I, I, and one more thing on the, on the finals because it has been really good so far. But uh, I think now officially um, – the Stanley Cup 
has never been farther away from a Canadian team than this finals. <laughs> it is nice. over, like, yeah, like 13, 1400 <laughs> miles away in both sites. Like, I think it might have been a little bit further, I think, if it had been Dallas, but like, I don't know. And I try, I, I don't, I've realized I've started to become the guy who makes fun of Canada about hockey. You know, the whole like, hey, one day maybe you guys will become a real like hockey country like we are yeah. in the South. You know, things like that. Just a real. And then they pull out your half of your roster is Canadian trope yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that yeah. one too. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's, it's, it, it's, it's going to be really cool. Make sure y'all are watching the finals. It's, I, I usually have a, a period when the playoffs start, like after Nashville is out, that I can't watch. Like a series, like I can't watch a round or two because it's just it makes me mad to watch good teams sometimes, and so I'm like, I need time. To it did before. Myself. I was the same way. It did make me mad before, but now where they are now, I'm. <laughs> Let's go, bring it on. Yeah. It's really good, and people can, can complaining like, oh, this is gonna be the lowest watch finals ever. Nobody cares about teams and blah 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 blah. It's like, yeah, well, you know, a lot of people care about the Maple Leaves and the worst the fans are the fans who care about ratings. It, you're not an executive. Real. You're not at TNT. You're not at NBC. To care about ratings is one of the I want to stuff you in a trash can. Uh, just mindset. <laughs> right, yeah. And and, wow. and really too, like ratings. Like oh no, like this Stanley Cup final might get a, a point. You know, a point two in the ratings instead of a point three as the you know the usual NHL average. So yeah. I mean, like, who cares? Yeah. Guess what? The NHL is still going to exist next year. It's still going to be fine. They're still going to play and games. And they're still going to have a salary cap that's yeah. not going up by much. I think I read somewhere that, you know, all these people were complaining about the ratings and they just straight out, there was somebody that just straight out and just came straight out and was like, the ratings aren't going to affect the salary cap. Like, they're yeah. not, you know, you want the salary cap to go up? Well, you have to deal with other things first. And, you know, the the ratings not being, you know, the highest ever is not going to make a dent into what the salary cap go like the salary cap going up. Like it's not going to do what you think it's going to do. You're just complaining to complain. Yeah. yeah I think because it's a, you don't like this. Your Canadian team isn't in the final. I was like, I say two years ago, I looked at something and I looked, I took like the top 10, like most watched hockey games of that season. And then I took the top 10 games that the Dallas Cowboys had played in the last season. <laughs> and like, yeah, the first the first NHL game showed up at number eleven. I mean, it's like it's one of those where it's just yeah. like, and, and I did it with the bottom ten for the Dallas games, and still they were like, you know, I think ninth that rose up. I mean, again, and that's and that's a problem because this sport rules. It's a really fun mm -hmm. sport, and this is coming from a guy who was born and bred to be an SEC football fan. All I cared about was football. Um, I can't. I won't say for sure if Tennessee football killed a part of me inside of me that made me love football so much, but. Well, uh, it should be revitalized now. like it a is. phoenix really rising is. from and the I'm, ashes I'm, right I'm now, Brian. I'm so terrified, Chase. I'm so scared. Like they, They've broken my heart so many times. Um, but, you know, it's... it's. Uh, I, don't, I completely forgot what I was going to say now, too. That was uh, my fault. No, you're all good. But The sport rules. Uh, that yeah. was the yeah. line it's of thinking. Great sport. This sport should... Thank you. This sport should market itself. Like I'll tell you another reason I don't like Gary Bettman, although I don't think this is directly <laughs> his fault. I'm going to the NHL Awards this year. And Me if too. you watch let's the go. NHL Awards, let's let's go, buddy. You, you can be my plus one. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I've got to see still, but waiting on credentials. But we're gonna yeah. um I was excited because I was like, yeah, the NHL Awards, I watch them every year and they're bad. It's not good. And but I was like, you know what? This is gonna be cool. I'm gonna meet Keenan Thompson. No, it's Dirk Bentley hosting it. And it's just like, it's cool. He has a cool story about, you know, like he rented out, he rented out Bridgestone for his birthday 
while back so he could his beer league team could play on bridgestone ice which yeah neat um but come on like i've grown up with keenan thompson you know that's that's pierre escargot that's you know (laughs) that's that's i mean he's just he's always been there and he's never going to leave and i was like that's gonna be cool i'm gonna meet a real celebrity at an nhl event really cool and Dirk Bentley's fine. I've seen him in concert. He's pretty good, but you know. So he seems like a cool dude. I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I haven't heard anything bad about him. Yeah, but it's just kind of like that's, it's it's in marketing. It's just it's the way this sport should market itself. Like, see people, Matthew Kachuk. Yes, yes, and you he have had to, a magazine feature. Where's McDavid? Like this, it sucks. And I I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no, this, you're, you're perfectly it sucks because. The NHL is for of is full of boring losers and they're not fun. And they like, you know, get a, they they can say some interesting things once in a while, but like who, you know, what, I mean, they're the not fun. Reason. They don't do anything. Like, There's like same. six Mike Trouts in the NHL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yes. it's, it's it's just like you've got guys like you had somebody like and I still like if I was making a Mount Rushmore of like people in Predators history that like made the franchise what it is, like despite everything else, and there's a lot of other people who deserving, like I put PK Subban on there hundred percent of the time because he came at the perfect time for this franchise to become like a national, like, you know, national team, a team everybody knew and him being the face of the franchise at that time being, you know, likable, cool, has a personality like, and, and hockey hated that. Hockey just did not like having a guy, you know, you hear all this, you know, the dog whistles of like, he's a, he's bad in the locker room, blah, 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 blah. And that's, that's a problem with the NHL is that they, that, that, uh, yeah. I mean, that Listerine thing with Sidney Crosby, with Sidney Crosby, it went viral. Awesome. Like that was awesome. It was so it, it was so obvious that he didn't say that. Yeah. And he just, he, he was just like, yeah, I told him he needs mouthwash. And then he brings in Listerine before, like he has the case of Listerine. It's like right there. It's and then PK so gets funny. his head slammed onto the ice, and there's no call. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Not not still bitter about that. No, <laughs> just happened six years ago, almost to the day. So actually, yeah, yeah. that's right. Wow, six years ago. Mm-hmm. Six years ago, I was. Don't say it, man. You I was in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I was in Pittsburgh. Either. I went to game one. Okay. So that's where I was. Yeah. Mm. It's crazy. Um, Nuts. Brian, you want to end on the ads? Yeah. Um, well, it didn't end. It didn't end well last night. Um, they tried their hardest in the third period, but kind of no showed uh, in the second and third. Um, but if you haven't been following along uh, after the game two loss, which was a kind of a disaster for a lot of reasons, and maybe the top reason was Askarov did some Askarov things. Um, he made some great saves and did some very questionable things, which again. The kid, he's a kid. He's a child, literally a child. And um, he's younger my your age. child. <laughs> he's my. He's my age. <laughs> so I mean, it's nuts, which is crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. We don't need to go down this rabbit hole. Uh huh. And so, like Nate like, Robinson's son just committed to Colorado. I'm done. Like I just, I don't want to do this anymore. I am <laughs> just ancient. Yeah. Connor Bedard's yeah. as old as my little brother, and I hate it. <laughs> so I yeah. hate it. But so they pulled him after game two, got back to Milwaukee. Devin Cooley stepped in and it was a great move. I mean, Cooley is not a high ceiling guy like Askarov is for obvious reasons, but he's consistent and he's come in and been that. I mean, he he got he tied that he was basically responsible for help tying that series up at two. Um, and last night was 100 percent not his fault, I don't think. And so, you know, yeah, they're down three, two. But 
I'm not worried at all. Um, they have played three games just in these playoffs alone where they have faced elimination. It was win or go home. Um, and they've won all three of them. They have taken every series they've been in in these playoffs all the way to the maximum number of games. So, you know, they're used to, and Coachella, Coachella Valley, remember, had to play a whole extra series before, you know, Milwaukee even started playing. So I think they're on game like 20 now. And I do think that's going to come into come into effect. I mean, they're a fantastic five on five team. I I like watching the Firebirds. That sucks because they're not supposed to. But you know, they're a fun team to watch. And uh, I I don't know. I think it's going to be good. And I think that if one guy, you know, I've talked about a bunch of guys so far, but there's one guy who may be able to just swing things the other way by himself. It's Pred's first round pick, Joachim Kamel, because who hmm. oh boy. That kid is something special. I mean, he has, I think, what? Let's see, he's been like uh, 30 games, I think, overall so far uh, yeah. in the AHL between regular season and... Uh, or it's like it's like 27, I think. And he is, I mean, he's done nothing but... Score. score. I mean, just, <laughs> just unbelievable. I mean, so, I mean, you look at, like, right now, he is um, as far... I think he's second in the AHL right now in the playoffs for goals with eight. I mean, that's behind Max McCormick of the Firebirds, who... Put the dagger in the side of, of of Milwaukee last night, but I mean he, it, Matt McCormick had twelve goals in eighteen games. Kamel has eight in thirteen. I mean, just an unbelievable and and you know, um, and has, like eighteen. So yes, nobody has more power play goals in the playoffs than Joachim Kamel. No one has more game winning goals in the AHL playoffs than Joachim Kamel. He is a threat on the power play. He is pretty. Pretty impressive, you know, playing off the puck, too. I mean, he's not just the light, that laser shot of his. But, I mean, he's come in and, you know, you don't see guys come out of – directly out of coming and playing overseas. He was in um, uh, Finland, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And season For, ended, yeah. went straight to Milwaukee and jumped right in. And, I mean, has not – like this – like he might be one of the – I think him and Evangelista might be the two best players on the Admirals already. And, like – I know it's AHL, but with the way that Milwaukee is right now, like that's saying something. I mean, this is a team that's got, you know, Jordan Gross, Kiefer Sherwood, um, Philip Tomasino, which poor guy's not having a great postseason. Uh, you know, Yaroslav Asker. I mean, just they've got they've got talent. And and Kamel has come in and said, Yeah, no, but I'm I'm in charge now. I mean, they gave him the nickname King Kamel pretty early on, and it boy does it fit because I mean he's just I, mean, I think it was what game four, the uh, the no look pass from Kiefer Sherwood, and yeah, so that they, was gnarly. They, they took it across the crease, and Kamel winds up and then stops. He hesitates and then just he. I mean, it looks like he's gonna go like inside corner underneath the goaltender and just rockets it into the opposite top corner. I mean, it's. I don't know how you can have that much control over what the puck does. Like I just I don't fully understand it, and you. It, it's yeah. It, I, I, I'm being it's a rhetorical thing, but no, 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 no. <laughs> but I know I'm, I'm saying like that's it. It, it is crazy because like that you know that kind of patience is something you don't see a ton. Like no. I mean you do, but but it's it's the best goal scorers are the most patient goal scorers, and there's like there are there are ways to manipulate a goalie that not everyone can do. Like that that play in particular when you get the puck there and you're kind of fading away, but you're waiting, you stop and then you're waiting for the goalie to slide a little bit farther than he wants to. And then you just fire it, you know, as far as you can to the right, you know, at the I mean, net. Like, I mean, it's one of those things that like, I hate to, to say anything, but like 
it was something that Kevin Fiala never could quite get in Nashville. Like, mm-hmm. and I could say a lot about Kevin Fiala. I do like him a lot as a player, but you know, it was just the reasons that didn't work. Um, it was just, again, like some guys have a ton of natural talent, but just don't have everything to put it to good use. And uh, Hello, Ellie Tolvanen. Doing- Come on, Jeff. I'm not going to do this today. <laughs> he did everything he was asked of. I, uh, I, I'm with you. But you but said he, you said he doesn't have everything. Yeah. And that I mean, everything was a coach. So. That's right. Luke Evangelista, you know, like he's got some some room to grow. But in the playoffs, he's a point per game player, like best rookie in the AHL. I mean, there, there's there's you know, there's so much potential. And that's the cool thing about Andrew Burnett is he's going to take care of these guys, I think. I mean, I think Andrew Brunette would have loved Ellie Tolvanen. I really do. <laughs> so, you know, it's, I, it's, I think so, too. I think you would. Yeah. Be, and so, again, they're, they're down 3-2. Next games are on Monday and then Wednesday, if necessary. Um, they're back in Coachella Valley in Palm Springs. Um, it's really nice out there. I was looking at the pictures. I'm like, wow, I've got to find an excuse to get out there for an AHL game. And uh, it's it it's going to be a, a really good series. Ne- Milwaukee's never out of it. Um, I'd be willing to bet money. I think they make it to game seven. I'm not going to say anything further than that, but make sure you're getting out there because these are guys that, you know, I know that the Predators are, you know, paying a ton of attention. And Brunette's been, you know, he's told, he told us like he's been very interested in watching Milwaukee, you know, saying that like, you know, Milwaukee's like a scary good, like strangely good for an AHL team. And the guys, you know, that's not like NHL castoffs that they've got down there playing. I mean, it's guys like it's, you know, it's young guys and they're killing it. Um, and so make sure you're doing that because you're going to see probably these guys again, you know, unlike most years, you know who a lot of these admirals are. So get in there and watch it. It's it's easy. Um, it's fun. It's so much easier to watch an AHL game than the NHL. Gary Bettman. So, you know, get in there and do it. It's 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 really great. Um, and hopefully by the time we talk to you next week, uh, they'll be they'll be in the Calder Cup finals against uh, Hershey. So. Well, there you go. And also, who can you imagine, Brian? Like, uh, just to put a bow on the the ratings and making it easy to watch stuff. Like, it's easy to watch like the College World Series and what's going on with Tennessee. Like, it just pops in your cable provider, ESPN Plus. It's really seamless. But like, can you imagine anyone after the game being like, "Yeah, it's cool that Tennessee won," but like the number was point zero point zero zero one because it's college. But that's not something you think about, fans. I implore you, it's, it's stop. A- I don't think anybody really honestly thinks about it. I think it's just something to say. Yeah. Maybe someone watched that game last night and was like, if, if, <laughs> like that, that Clemson UT game, yeah. if someone watched that last night and then came up to me and was like, okay, well, you know, that's great and all. Yeah. But, but does it really matter if it's not helping, you know, college baseball, league, college yeah. baseball? Yeah. Like I'd, slap them i would i would hurt them that would that would i i hate that it was would, cool, yeah, that would it count because no one was really watching outside of clemson yeah. and tennessee like was it really college baseball yeah yeah Vitello's <laughs> gonna double your ratings no matter what anyway yeah. so uh but it's it's like but you bring up a good point too you're saying like you know hey it's an easy thing to watch the college world series so i i currently last season i paid for i paid for bally sports plus I had an ESPN Plus subscription already from something else. And I still had to scramble to find a way to stream about 15 Predators games last year because it wasn't covered by those two. And it was a god-awful experience looking at you, Bally Sports, rest in peace. Um, but... <laughs> eh, I don't know. 
Uh, I mean, so it's just it shouldn't be so difficult. And people are saying like, well, AHL, like, you know, people who cover the AHL are like, yeah, HL TV is good, but like camera angles aren't great. Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, but I can who see cares? the game. I can yeah. pay the money and say I can I want to watch like it's, I have two options. Do you want to watch the Admirals? Do you want to watch every game in the playoffs? The price isn't wasn't awful. It works extremely well. And it's it's like that's how it should be. Like I shouldn't struggle to watch the Predators when I live 10 miles from downtown Nashville. It it shouldn't be an issue. I would rather fans complain about watching about something while they're watching the game than them complaining about not being able to watch the game. Like if I'm Gary Bettman, I would much rather have every, I would much rather have fans who don't have normal access, you know, to 15 or so games or whatever. Like I would rather them be able to complain about the camera angles than them complain about not being able to see anything, like not, not being able to watch the actual game. Like that's just, it's, it seems so simple, but I don't understand. I don't get yeah. it. I mean, well, I mean, again, if you want, if, if, if you're a fan and you want Gary Bettman to care about what you think, I think there's a couple things well, you need yeah. to do. Um, you need to have gone to college with somebody that was related to him, probably. Um, you probably need to have helped cover up some kind of awful scandal at some point <laughs> and completely deny <laughs> any link between head injuries and CTE and actively try to blame uh, your employees for making things up. And um, maybe your employee's girlfriend, when your employee has passed away, to try to prove that it wasn't the NHL that caused brain damage. So yeah, if you want, if you want Gary Bettman to listen, you just turn to an absolute garbage human being, and you've got his ear. <laughs> I, what a happy yeah. note! And I, I know, I, I know, this is going to turn around on me because I, I just guarantee it's going to at some point at the end of June, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to be in the elevator alone with Gary Bettman at the draft and. I, you know I'm gonna punk out. I'm not gonna say anything, but no, yeah, no one ever does. No one ever. But, I mean, is... he just—he looks like a—he looks like a deranged Keebler elf. Like I just that maybe that can get cut out, but it's just I can't stand the man because he's just. It, if there's anybody, there's a lot of things holding hockey back, but he is at the forefront, and it, I it, it's getting to the point where it's like I can't abide listening to that man speak because he is actively holding back a sport that I like passionate about. And it's it's awful to see that this guy they're like oh no he's helped grow the game so much and it's like yeah okay sure but you know it's you know like I love my cat but sometimes my cat shits on the carpet and I don't kind of think <laughs> about the lovable parts of it you know <laughs> now imagine my cat did it in thirty two different c- cities across North America goodness gracious yeah there you go. this is why. therapy Sunday over here. Uh, Jeff Middleton, what can the good folks check out from you over at Flames Nation on the forecheck? We mentioned the article that folks should go read if they have not already. Uh, what do you want to plug here as we wrap up on this Sunday? Uh, lots of draft stuff, hockey. Mm. Um, Flames Nation in particular going to be started watching some film. We're getting into it. Um, I'm you, you super excited. This is going to be what they, I know. I don't <laughs> watch the games. Uh, but yeah so uh you know doing some profiles for some players that are going to be in the preds and flames area so you know inherently i'll be writing about both because both should take a shot at it um with with the players i'm talking about and uh or they could in theory um and uh yeah i mean that's kind of it any flames news rolls out i'll probably get on that too and then um if Barry Trotz decides to have some more fun quotes, then I'll write about that one. But um, yeah, and then other than that, Pinstripe Alley, just doing my thing. Regular season's going on. The Yankees are 
in LA right now. They got killed in the first game and then won the second game yesterday. So, you know, doing the thing. Aaron Judge is really good at baseball. That's he all. He is got. really good, unfortunately. Unfortunately mm-hmm. for, for me. As oh, he's so game. good. He's, yeah, he's really very good. He's like a poor man. He's like a poor man, Toronto Kenya Jr. Uh, Brian Bastin, uh-huh. what? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Cold. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> I just like, like my I guys say. who hit a lot of dingers to also steal a lot of bases. But you, you, mm-hmm. not everyone can have the same kind of superstar. Uh, Brian, Bastin. I like my, I like, a, I like a lot of dingers. And I like yeah, a three hundred. I, I like balance. a uh-huh. I balance. Hey, he's good at defense. He ran through a fence yesterday. Yeah. He he destroyed the door at, at Dodger Stadium yesterday. He's, we're, he's talk, so we're talking awesome. too much about baseball. I'm gonna pass he's out now. So Damn, awesome. I love Aaron Judge. Baseball. I love it. Brian anyway, Bastin, what about you? Yeah. On the yeah. It, It's content week for me because um, my life has calmed down slightly. Uh, so, yeah, tomorrow we will have a uh, the, the, the piece on Brunette from some experts from around the league who have, have you know, seen him up close and personal. So that's going to be really cool. I know that uh, I did a similar one with uh, CJ Chitoro uh, when Hines was hired and going back and reading it. Yeah, he was 100% right on pretty much everything. And uh, so I made sure to bring him back for this one just because, you know, got to get that Nashville, New Jersey pipeline going. Um, so that's going to be great. Uh, do some more stuff about, you know, some of the more, you know, the deeper analytics about what Burnett's system does. Um, you know, looking forward to the draft. I could sit there and say that, like, I can give you a draft preview, but that's, I, I'd be doing y'all a disservice if I even tried at this point. We've got Jeff. We're fine. We got we're Rachel. Okay. Yeah, we're good. Uh, but we got a lot of stuff coming. It's going to be great. I'm going to probably do a big wrap up um, on the Admirals when they are done with the playoffs, talking about, you know, you know, one, I'll grade them because based on how they did it, you know, for the team, but also, uh, you know, what the, what their their time in the AHL this season means for them entering next season. Because I can see right now, I think safely there are five guys that I would at least give the eight or nine games to in the NHL pretty quickly. Um, I don't. There's a couple guys I don't think are ever going to wear an NHL uniform again. Uh, but you'll have to find out later this week on who those guys are. You can probably guess though. There you go. Brian Baston, Jeff Middleton, always a pleasure. And I will talk to y'all next week. See you, buddy. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 